the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for New Hope Radio on AM 1100 KFAX. This program is the radio ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship in Hayward, a place of healing and restoration. Now here's today's message of hope. God is showing us some things today about being hidden, being hidden in him. Um, I was thinking about being hidden and what it means to be hidden. And I thought we're all hiding things on one side or the other of salvation. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Here's salvation. And there are secrets and things that we're hiding on this side. And there's some things that we're hiding on that side. Is that all right? There's hidden things on both sides. Some of us, like Adam and Eve, did not know that we were naked until we sinned. We did not know that we were exposed to things until we were informed by the Lord's goodness and his grace. We realized that we were naked and covered up what the Lord wanted to redeem. Does anybody understand that whatever you're hiding today, God wants to redeem it. There are no secrets in God. If you think that your sin is beyond the Lord, you're mistaken. Your sin does not scare him. He ain't scared of your sin. He made you. He knows what you're capable of. He knows what I'm capable of. He knows what I think about. He knows what I want. He knows what I, what I used to do, where I've been, who I've been with. None of that scares God. In fact, he says, bring it to me. I want to redeem it. I want to show you why you went through that thing. And I want to set you free. I want to put your feet on solid ground and move you forward because in him is yes and amen. Some of us has turned to those areas of, of hiding and we've turned them over to the Lord for that redemption, that restoration, that cleaning. Some of us have done that and we're seeing the victory in that. And we're seeing that we're actually no longer naked. Why? Because he's hiding us. Okay. He's standing in front of us with uh, any of you ever had somebody back you up, get in front of you and stand up for you. Yeah. Somebody who, who, who had your back and your front. I see God when I, when I was look, when I was doing this studying, I saw a big God going like this and I was standing behind and he, I was back there with all of my dirt and all of the things that I've done and even the things that I still struggle with. And here was Jesus saying, don't look at them. Look at me. 
Look at me. Look at me. I have covered every single thing that you've ever done and everything that you will do because in my blood, in my presence, in my sacrifice, and in my love. Now, I was starting to think a little bit about the reasons why we hide things. We hide things because they are shameful, but also because they're precious. Anybody? Anybody hide things that are precious? I asked Mama Erica, that's what my kids call her. I asked her if I could share this story with you. Um, Her son, Anthony, who's gone to be with the Lord, when he was alive, he uh, had these earrings that his dad had given to him. And his dad passed away as well. And so they were very precious to him. They had been given to, actually his dad's friend gave them to him. And he would wear them every day. And they were, they were fancy, okay? Let me just, I don't, I don't remember, it was a lot of money that these. So one day when me and Erica were out doing street outreach, I got home and, and our boys are like brothers. So Elijah, my, our oldest son, and Anthony were like brothers, So they were always together whenever we were doing street outreach, doing mischief at the house. (laughs) I mean, I don't want to gross y'all out, but I've had things sprayed on my, on my bathroom walls and just all kinds of cans and things. You walk in the door and you're like, what in the what? Y'all are 17 and you know, 18. What is your problem? But anyway, so, so, so one day I came in and these earrings, they were knocked out. And these earrings were on the ground. I picked them up. And at the time, I didn't remember this at the time, but I put them away because they're precious. I didn't want them to get lost. In the morning, when he asked about his earrings, you guys, I could not remember where I put them. Anybody? I don't know what's wrong what's wrong with us? I could not remember that I had put them where I had put them. So I felt so bad that I actually bought him a replacement pair. I mean, literally felt I tore up my whole house, could not find them. The Lord had hidden them away. He had hidden them away in a prayer box and he would not let me remember until a year later. I had bought those earrings for him and Anthony When I found the ones, the original ones, I went to him and I said, hey, I found your original ones. And he goes, great. Can I keep both? (laughs) But anyway, that's a whole nother thing. But, but so I said, sure, you can keep both because he was graduating from high school with honors. He had been accepted into college. And I was like, you can keep both because you earned it. But, but uh, when I gave them back to him, I I just was, I was curious about why God had kept them hidden. And it was because it wasn't the time for him to have those. So some things are precious to us and to the Lord. And we don't always know why, or we don't know why he's hiding things away from us, why he's tucking us away from certain people, why he has us in a season of isolation, isolation, anybody? Sometimes I, I, the other day I got this award and I, after I had the award, I went and ate lunch by myself and I felt kind of sorry for myself, but I said, man, you ain't got no friends. And I, but that food was good. I don't need no friends. This Chuck is doing just fine. But no, I, 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 I you know, sometimes we, God has us in the season of, of, of getting alone with him. 
Um, and, and I began to talk to the Lord as I was, uh, as I was eating and I was like, Lord, this is good. And I was having a discussion. I know it's kind of weird. Yeah. Oh, look at this steak is good. Oh, this is a, this orange juice is delicious. You know, having that discussion. Did you know that God is your friend? He's your friend. You can go out with him. You can have coffee with him. You can have lunch with him. You don't have to be afraid. So sometimes he has a set apart. We are set apart from the world, but sometimes he sets us way apart, way apart so that he can get along with us. One of the things about this shameful and precious piece that just struck me, I went to a meeting um, at the, um, it's a, it's, there's a group of people, a bunch of pastors that are coming together that are, are really set and, they, and, and I'm in agreement with them. We are going to see revival. We're going to see revival in the next year. Um, Lord willing, in the next six to 12 months, we are going to see lots of refreshing of the body and new salvations coming into the body. It's going to be absolutely incredible. I went to this event on Friday called Hope for the Bay, and there was a pastor there, Pastor Victor, and he told me about this prophecy. He first, he told me that he had been saved in jail, miraculously saved in jail. He was 18 years. He was facing 25 years to life. And he said that he said that um, he was in there. He had been gangbanging. He was robbing people. He was doing all kinds of dirt. And he was only 18. He had been on drugs. He had been in that life since 12 years old. And he didn't care about nobody. And he said the Lord came and met him in his cell. And he was he was saved like that, like complete transformation like that. And he said, you know, uh, the, the one thing that got me was this guy shared a prophecy about prisoners. And he said in the prophecy, um, he said, the, the Lord locked up what he loved. The Lord set apart what he loved because he wanted to sustain you in here. And he wants to sustain everyone because all the madness and the nonsense that you was doing out there, you wasn't going, you wasn't going to survive. So the Lord said, let me put you in here so I can preserve your life. And sometimes that's what God has got to do. He's got to lock you up. He's got to lock you up. You say, oh, why is my leg hurting so much? Because he don't want you running around doing all that business you was doing. I remember one time I told my husband, and look, the ladies might get mad at me again. I told my husband, we're going to do a health challenge for 2020 and whatever. I said, we're going to get, we're going to get exercise and we're going to lose weight. He said, oh, no, you're not. I said, why? He said, you're going to have a whole bunch of babies running around here nine months later. Nobody's getting on that program until we get right with our spirit, man. We don't need to get our body all fixed up and we ain't right inside. We got to get our spirit right or else all that is just going to be flesh. It's just going to be flesh. So God made it real clear to me that I had to get right inside before I could handle getting right outside. Is that all right? So, so I'm going to bring you, I want to bring up the word of God, um, Colossians three, three. Okay. So my, my husband asked me to, um, continue on in, in what he was teaching last week. So we're going to touch on Colossians three, three. And here it says, everybody got it. Three, three. I'm reading out of the new King or the, uh, NLT. And it says here for you died and your life is now hidden in with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, 
then you will also will appear with him in glory. Now, I want to talk about death because death comes up quite a bit in the Bible. I looked it up 372 times death is mentioned in the Bible. It's mentioned quite a bit. And the reason is dealing with death is part of dealing with life. There is no life without death. There are two things I can guarantee every single one of us will go through. We will, get, we will be born and we will die. What you choose to have go on in between those places is up to you. And whether you choose to enjoy the, 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 the life eternal with Jesus is also up to you. A scholar said that there are actually four deaths. There's your physical death. There's your eternal death, which is what we don't want anybody in here to have. There's your death in sin and your death to sin. Uh, so I think we all get what the physical death is. The eternal death is having to do with not confessing Jesus as Lord. And there you will, uh, when, when, when judgment day comes, there will be those that go with the Lord and those that go to the lake of fire. Anybody want to get hot? Anybody want to get hot up in here? I know I don't. Not that kind of hot. Bahamas hot. I don't want to go down, 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 down. I don't want that place. Anybody? And I don't want it for none of us. Do you understand? Because you know what? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who shall ever believe in him will have everlasting life. Will not perish. Will not die. In sin, it, it, when we talk about dying in sin, think about Adam and Eve. They had life everlasting. And here comes Satan in Genesis 3, 5. And he says, for if you eat the apple, God knows that your eyes will be open and you will be like God knowing good and evil. So he tells, uh, he tells Eve this and Eve takes of it. And that's when she dies in sin. That's when death comes to know her. You know, when, when Satan actually said that, he said, you will know good and evil. He was actually telling the truth right there. And sometimes there's some things, some truths that Satan says we don't want to know about. I talked to a lady yesterday and she was telling me how she was starting to do something with the mirror, some kind of witchcraft. And she said she could feel it was coming over her and something had taken her to a deeper, darker place. And, and she said, I didn't know what I had awakened in me. There are things that we're, you know, we're being taunted to come and try. And we know she knew in her spirit that don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. But she did it anyway. And there was, there was some outcome from that. So God is telling us, you know, there are things that he's telling us not to do. You will know good and evil. You will know life and death. We don't want it. We just want to know life and good. Can I just get the life and good part again? I don't want the good and evil. I don't want the life and death. I want just the good life, the good life and life more abundantly. But here we are. Here we are. And then when we die to sin, well, that is really our submission to Jesus. That's us saying we are in agreement with you, Lord. We're in agreement with you and we can we can repent from anything that we have experienced or anything that we've done and we can be found in him. I love that image of being found in him. Any of you know about like nestling boxes? Any of you are gift givers where there's a little box and then it goes into a bigger box and then another box and another box. So I love those little nestling boxes. They're cute. I was thinking, I got this image about this big box 
that has all of our junk in it, all of our sin, all of our situations, all of our thought life, all of the things that we want. And each layer that God is peeling away, each box, he's taking another box out and saying, get rid of that, boom, get rid of that, boom, get rid of that. Until what's left inside is you hidden in Jesus. You're the gift in the middle of the nestled gift. You think all these other things are a gift because they look pretty and they have a bow on it. But the only thing that really matters is Jesus and you in the middle, right in that box, in the middle. It's the gift that really will sustain you. And God says, not only am I protecting you, hiding you, uh, because I'm protecting you from shameful things, but I also... Check this out. He says, I want you to myself. Any of you have little dogs or cats or babies in your life that you're just like, oh, this is my baby. Anybody? Yeah. Okay. So you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you just, you know, you know, when you hold in a baby, anybody, and someone tries to come up and wants to take the baby from you, you're like, no, this is my turn. Come back later. Okay. Or somebody is just petting, you're petting the dog. And then someone goes, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. And you're like, no, 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 no. I'm petting the dog. This is what the Lord wants with you. He wants to hold you. He wants to look at you. He wants to spend time with us and he wants to cuddle us and care for us and nurture us. And we can't allow him, uh, we can't allow anything to get in the way of that. So he's protecting us. He's standing up for us. And he's saying, when he has you right there, he's saying, this is my beloved. This is my son, my daughter. I love the way the word of God, if we look at Romans 8, 14 through 27, I love the word beckons. Any of you in here romantic? beckons beckon me pastor tim come love <laughs> running down the running down the sand somewhere anybody am, am i the only romantic in here yeah and my husband like really <laughs> i'm like oh, in the in the fairies and the daisies and the fields um but I love that the Lord beckons us. It says here in his word, God's spirit beckons us. There are things to do and places to go. This resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grave-tending life. We're not sitting there sad that we died to our old self. There's so many beautiful things to do. There's so much purpose in your life. If you're feeling bored, I'll come see me. I got stuff for you to do. Trust. I mean, there are so many amazing, and you might say, oh, that's not fun. Trust me. Once you get going, once you get going, you will see so it will be so much more fun than, you know, one thing about sin, sin is great sometimes when you're doing it and horrible after it's done. Okay. There's things that, oh, you know, I, I can't let that go. But as soon as it gets over, you're like, why did I do that? I feel so guilty. I feel dirty. I feel, I feel my stomach hurts. Whatever it is, you, you have your symptoms that come up that make you know that this not, it's not adding anything to your life. The other day I was talking with somebody and they were gossiping. 
And I didn't say anything like, hey, we shouldn't do that. Or, you know, I was just listening. And I, afterwards, Holy Spirit was like, why didn't you say something? Like, ooh, okay, I'll do that. And I really, I promise you, there have been times where I'm like, what, girl, what? <laughs> I wasn't doing that. I wasn't like, oh, tell me some more. But I was just sitting there and saying they need to get this out. But it felt like gossip, and I felt a little dirty after. Felt a little, little conflicted. So we got to watch even what we're saying with our mouths, even what we're, even the way that we treat people. If we notice that we're, you know, we're in a restaurant and the waitress is doing something and we start getting snippy and rude with them, we're going to go away from there feeling bad about it. Correct it right there. Come over and go, I'm sorry I was rude earlier. I'm just cranky this morning. Is that okay? They'll be like, oh, it's fine. Get Oh, make it your business to keep it running clean in here. Yes. Run clean. Run a clean game. Take the high road. Every chance you get love on people, I promise you, it will never fail you. It will never fail you to treat people well. Uh, so here's, here's God saying the resurrection life you live from God is not a timid grave tending life. It's adventurously expectant greeting God with a child. Like what's next, Papa. Any of you feel like you can come to the Lord with that childlike what's next, Papa. Does that seem weird to anybody? You like it? Yeah. Uh, it's something I've had to get used to because I wasn't raised with the dad. So some people can't relate to this what's next papa thing, but it's been so awesome to find that. I've had to find it, and now I trust in the Lord, and I can call him Abba, Daddy, Papa, and I can know that he's got me. He's not going to harm me. He's not going to leave me. In fact, there are so many promises that God has extended to us as his children. He said, he, I'll just read a couple of them to you uh, here in Isaiah 41, 10. He says, do not fear for I am with you. God telling you, uh, do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Promise. I will help you. I will uphold you with my right hand. So he's going to keep us lifted. He's going to strengthen us. He's going to, he's going to, um, uh, protect us. He's going to strengthen us. He's going to, um, make sure that we're not dismayed. He, he doesn't want us to be afraid. Isaiah 26, three, you will keep, you will keep in perfect peace. Those whose minds are steadfast on you. He keeps you in perfect peace. So when you don't have any peace you know why why your mind ain't steadfast on him check it he it's a promise there's no way that it can he can't he cannot lie he's not a man that he should lie so if you are not in perfect peace your mind ain't steadfast on him so that's a good little check for us then we go to deuteronomy 31 8 he says the lord himself goes before you and will be with you he will never leave you or forsake you anybody not want to be left he'll never leave us He's always going to be there for someone who's been highly abandoned in my childhood life. I need to know that my God, my Abba, my daddy is going to be there for me. He's not going anywhere. He says in John 16, 33, I have told you these things so that you will have in me, you will have peace. I've overcome the world in Matthew eleven twenty eight twenty nine. 29. Come to me who are weary. And burden, and I will give you rest. He's going to give you rest. So I want, I want you to just hold on to these promises. I want you to know that we're dead. We're, which side of salvation are you on? 
Are you on the side where Jesus is covering everything in the past, present, and future? Yes. Or are you on the side where you're saying, I'm I'm hiding things? I want to invite you, if you're on that side that's saying, I'm hiding things, we're going to have a moment here in just a second where you can say, no more need to hide. This is a safe place. You, You don't need to hide anything. I've had people in the last week tell me all kinds of stuff. I've purchased people, you know, women before I'm in, you know, I'm in fornication. I slipped up on drugs. It happens. All of those things can be completely handed over to your one and only God, your father, your Abba, your daddy. He can handle that. All we have to do is confess Jesus is Lord and walk in him. Receive the beautiful exchange of all of your sin, all of the things that are keeping you separated from Christ. Hand it over to him and know that he's careful to exchange it for his love. And by the way, he loves you anyway. Just this little side note, little footnote down there. Even if you don't, he's still going to love you. He's still chasing you. He's not going to give up until he gets you. He's not willing that any would perish. So as we ask the band to come, I'm going to just take a moment for prayer. And I'm going to ask that you would um, just those of you, please stand up for a moment. Those of you who are in need of just confessing, Jesus, I need to tell you some things I've been hiding I need to tell you some things that I've been hiding and I want you to cover your blood. I want you to put your blood on every situation, everything that has been hidden in my, in, in the back here. I want you to stand in front of it and, and be my shield, be my armor, be my strong tower, be my ever present help in time of trouble. This has been New Hope Radio, a ministry of New Hope Christian Fellowship. You're invited to worship with them at 22110 Montgomery Street in Hayward. Services are held Sundays at 10 a.m. For other service times and more information, see New Hope Christian Fellowship online at nhcfonline.org. That's nhcfonline.org. Join us next week at this time for New Hope Radio here on AM 1100 KFAX. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.